and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. And Tom, we're going to realize all of our dreams. Our hopes and dreams, they'll come true. God, I hope so. Tim, I had a... You don't have to hope, Tom. I just have to believe? Yeah, that's part of it, yeah. <laughs> Tim, I had uh, some of my hopes and dreams come true. A hope and dream that I didn't even know I wanted. Uh, I've talked about on this show. But you finally got your pubes? That's a, that's a Wayne's World. Joke. No, Tim, I, I haven't gotten my pubes. And you know that that's a really sore point of contention for me. But, but sore point of contention between me and God. <laughs> I'm trying. Hold on. I yeah, you're adjusting your chair, and you couldn't be making more noise. <laughs> I was trying to lower it, but then it got too low. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I've talked about on this show before. I think maybe not. Um, that the you know there's like a a place in the lobby of my apartment building where people leave shit that they're like getting rid of. Mm-hmm. Well, I had the jackpot the other day. Ooh. Somebody, I think they must have been moving out because Billy Joel's law moving out was blasting through the hallways. Did I tell you I've been really learning how to play moving out on the piano? You've not only told me, you've mentioned it on this show multiple times. Well, maybe if the song moving out wouldn't come up so often, I wouldn't have to say it. Well, good luck, Tim. You're going to have to move to Siberia if you don't want the song on moving out coming up a lot. Um, and it's not called I'm moving out. I know that. Um, great. Thanks for clarifying. We were going to get letters. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. So people leave shit downstairs and I, I hit the jackpot, Tim. Guess what? Some, somebody must've been moving out. They left a bunch of stuff and guess what stuff they left out that I yoink. I snagged as soon as I saw it. More marijuana for you to no. smoke. No, I mean, it is you, something you weed, you, you pot smoker. No, I mean, if somebody left out marijuana, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Would you smoke marijuana that you found in the lobby of your building, though? Yeah, probably. I mean, I buy marijuana from God knows who. Yeah. So I don't... you'll be buying it from Andrew Cuomo himself. Hopefully. That's, one of his that's... cronies, for sure. <laughs> yeah. One of his business partners. Yeah. Uh yeah, was that part of the legalization thing that he's like, let me get all my ducks in a row <laughs> so that like I have investments? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, it's very or much like, he knows. like political favors and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, what's his name? That shithead Boehner who's got like a weed company. Yeah. Um. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, no, Tim, it was two bottles of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What flavor, though? Uh, fruit punch. Okay. So, yeah. not, like, uh, baseline. Yeah, Gatorade. just like the default Gatorade. What's your favorite? Uh, I mean, the lemon, you know, lemon lime. Really? Not blue? <sighs> I mean, look, it's blue if they have blue. But if we're talking about, like, what f- flavors that... In regular like... blue, not blue ice. Oh, no, I meant blue ice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, of course, blue ice. Blue ice is better, Tim. It's crisper. Ah, uh, no, I don't need it to be crisp. Because if it's cold, if it's, if it's cold yeah. the crisp is too much. <laughs> no, you know what? I never buy... Well, I mean, I I don't rare I rarely buy Gatorade, which was why it was exciting to get some free Gatorade. Uh, but uh, 
I think the lemon lime's underrated. I think that's the best thirst quenching flavor. Yeah, because it's kind of like lemonade. You know, lemonade Lemonade's... doesn't quench your thirst. Yeah, it does. The citrus, it, 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 it uh, I don't know. It makes you think. It leaches you're... out your your. No, nah, it's called electrolytes, Tim. Yeah. What is electrolytes? Just salt. It's just salt. I right? mean, like salts and electrolyte. Yeah, huh. but you need it, or else your uh, I don't know your brain short circuits. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should be drinking Gatorade. <laughs> or you know, if you can't find Gatorade, salt water. Yeah, water, water everywhere, <laughs> and uh, have have yourself a drink. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been uh, weeks looking up Tim. I maybe I don't even need the secret because, uh, or or did you use the secret to make Gatorade appear for me? Free Gatorade? No, it doesn't work like that. Tom. All right. I can't do things. Gatorade, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would. Gatorade is one of those drinks that's always like. I don't know, a lot more expensive than I'm expecting. What do you mean? It's like $2. <laughs> no, you think it's like $2. It's like $3. <laughs> I don't know. And it's one of those things, too, where like you can't buy it at the supermarket for like less money. They've got they've got some kind of like monopoly thing going on where like nobody can make Gatorade too cheap. Okay. And even... Uh, Maybe it's just expensive to... <laughs> To, to, oh, to buy get out of here. It's not a well, yeah, maybe, but it's not expensive to make. And what's the uh what's what's the comparator to Gatorade? The shitty Gatorade? Powerade. Powerade. Powerade's the same thing. And it's like, guys, Powerade. Undercut these fuckers. I want a cheap I you know who should get into the to the the aid game? Yeah. Arizona iced tea. I think they do have something would it burn your throat like the rest of the arizona <laughs> products tim the arizona products are are sold meant and sold exclusively for cigarette smokers <laughs> who are going to notice that it burns <laughs> when they're drinking that's true all right they know their demographic it's the high school scumbag <laughs> demographic yeah, yeah. Exactly. Are you, are you too old to drink, uh, you know, like uh, quarter, those like quarter drinks that were just like uh, plastic barrel barrels? Yeah. yeah. Too old for that. Uh, uh, too late in the day for a jolt cola. How about an Arizona iced I used day? to drink a jolt cola. Uh, remember when jolt cola came back in? Uh, yeah. Like, it must have been 1994, 1995. Mm hmm. I would drink that on the way home from school, and then I wouldn't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wonder why I'm not sleeping. And uh, my mom yelled at me because she found all the empty Jolt Cola uh, bottles in my room. You were keeping them. <laughs> yeah, because they looked cool. They were glass bottles. They look cool. It's cool. What were you going to do with them? Build a castle? Eventually. Um, caffeine's a weird drug in that way, right? Where it's like very, it's not till you get older, I think, that you start to understand like how it affects you because it's subtle but effective. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's often not subtle. Like people get like right. straight it, up jittery from it. Yeah. It depends a lot on your metabolism. Like that mm. doesn't happen to me very often, but then sometimes I do drink like too much coffee, like two cups too much. And then I do feel like, ooh, I feel weird, but I um, but I'm also like 
jazz. I'm also like raring to go. Yeah. I feel like it's so dependent on external factors because like lately. Yeah. Like what's in your stomach already? And yeah. Like lately I've had some like iced coffee black Uh after like 4 p.m. Yeah. Still out like a light at like 11. Wow. Really cool. Yeah, right, that, yeah, that is pretty cool. Now, I've never really, I've caffeine's never uh, caused me to have trouble sleeping. Never. I don't think so. Sometimes caffeine makes me tired. One time, Nyquil woke me up. Who? Nyquil. <laughs> I took Nyquil and I was and fucking And you were already wired. asleep. No, it's wired. Oh, huh? Yeah, it sucked. Did you, I was sick. Did you did you have anything else in your system? I don't. I don't. Remember. You, was it orange? Are you sure it wasn't Dayquil? It wasn't. But yeah. in one point in college, I got stuck in a real Nyquil Dayquil loop. <laughs> Conundrum. <laughs> yeah. Dayquil seems like it should have caffeine in it, right? I think it does. Oh, no, I don't think it does. I think it's just Nyquil without. Uh, without the the night part. No, it, it hops you up a little bit. Hold on. Does right. it might have like a, a pseudoephedrine? Uh, no, this, then... this isn't connected to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I was googling something on my iPad, which is not connected because you won't give me your Wi-Fi password. Yeah, Does well, I'm a f- quill afraid of uh, what will happen. What do you think is going to happen? What the, the, they'll trace? They'll trace your IP address back to me. Does Dayquil keep you awake? What's the the answer? short answer is no. Dayquil <laughs> does not keep you awake. Dayquil does not contain caffeine or any other stimulant. Looks like I was yeah. right, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time. I mean, we recorded the other show earlier. It's the second time during this recording session that you've. Stop the show cold to look something up to prove me wrong. Not to prove Pro- me wrong. Prove uh, that I'm right and then refuse to accept that, refuse to apologize. I'm not going to apologize to you for <sighs> thinking that Dayquil had caffeine. And also, I, you asked if it did, and I said, I think so, and then I Googled it. No, I said, I didn't ask you if it did. I said it doesn't. And you said, I think it does. Mm, there's no way of knowing and how then, that conversation then, went down. Then, this is why I've been recording all of our conversations for the last uh, decade. This is this. I mean, that's kind of weird, Tom. <laughs> well, hey, now we can charge for some of them. Yeah. Now we've gotten so good at talking to each other. Um, other people want to hear it. Tom, people seem to like the uh, Tim and Tom get high episode last week. Yeah. It's not maybe maybe some of those people got a contact high off of it. Yeah, maybe I they're mean, like, "Hey, this, this room was free weed, was spinning." Was it? I don't know. Is that, is that, is that I a was a term? lot higher than I was you expecting. Were very to be. high. Yeah, and like you mentioned, you're like, "Ah, you took like you know those were big hits, but they were still only like a couple of hits." And yeah, like, I don't you know. coughed a lot though, and from That's what I remember, true. and from, I don't really. Yeah. yeah, I I don't normally take like a hit hard enough to cough. And when I was, I was in, trying to impress you. Yeah, I was I was very impressed, Tom. So it worked, <laughs> especially once I started coughing. 
No, because I remember from uh, my weed year in in college. You had you underplay this. You had more than a weed year, Tom. It was sophomore year, and by okay, like a weed sixteen to eighteen months. Because <sighs> by mid junior year, it uh-huh. started giving me panic attacks. Okay. It was it was uh, it was winter break junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, where I made Palma gonna drive me to the hospital, and then didn't get out of the car because uh, I realized I was having a panic attack. And not well, that uh, that was smart. Man, that would have been humiliating going to our hometown hospital and being like, "I think I'm dying," and they'd just yeah, be like, and then "You're the just high on weed." In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the time I tried to buy a uh, uh, the, uh, the package of condoms at. Uh, <laughs> The CVS in our hometown, and uh, uh, in the line at the CVS, I saw this old lady who is one of my mom's really good friends. <laughs> so I literally like just dropped the condoms and left. Well, that's you should, I mean, you don't drop them. That's just gonna call more attention. I think I put them like you know how they have the Easter candy. I think I just yeah, like threw it amongst them, the Easter candy, yeah. which probably wasn't great either. Yeah, yeah some poor kid looking for a, a Cadbury egg. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like that was always the case at like uh like the CBS at our hometown where it's like you're gonna run into somebody you haven't seen yeah. in like a decade if Just you're there drive- if you're there past a certain hour. Yeah, drive an extra seven minutes to the to the next town over. Yeah. If you're gonna buy condoms. <laughs> you sicko. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh I don't think we're gonna do people are like, this should be every episode. Yeah, that would get old real quick. You guys wouldn't like that. You'd be like, these guys, this is just stream of consciousness bullshit. <laughs> yeah. These guys have sent the same the same things about what they think God is four <laughs> weeks in a row now. But we will do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Sure. I'd like to do it again. Look, we got a lot on the docket. We're going to go to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yep. That, that's another one. Is there still Planet Hollywood? <sighs> There's not in New York City, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't think there are. No, I think I think it... I know it went bankrupt, but I but I don't think there were like ever franchises. I think they were all corporate owned. Yeah, a big article just came out, like a retrospective about, or maybe an oral history. I don't know, but like uh, a big feature on the history of Planet Hollywood. Um, Man, I'll tell you, I remember going to a Planet Hollywood and having they had uh, Captain Crunch crusted chicken. I, mm. I believe it was Bruce Willis's recipe. <laughs> His own recipe. And it was delicious. It was so good. I, I made it myself uh, after that, and it wasn't as good. Why? I don't know, because I... Did you use generic Captain Crunch? No, I used the real stuff. Captain Crunch? I'm sorry. Uh, No, I used the real stuff, but probably I didn't use like whatever like weird uh, you know chemical they used to like stick more of it to the chicken. Right. Eggs, Tom. Might have just been eggs. Uh, but yeah, Planet Hollywood, good place. Miss yeah. it. I miss it too. I miss all, I miss the ESPN zone in Times Square. Yeah, also. They had uh, really good nachos. I don't know if I ever went to that one, but there was one in Baltimore that I went to a few times. Um, I'm pissed. That but- was actually never as good as like it seemed like it should be. Yeah. <laughs> but Planet Hollywood, I mean, I miss 
the like 90s action heroes having like business ventures. Yeah. Like action heroes nowadays, like uh, I feel like they have like uh, like business ventures that aren't like dumb boondoggles. <laughs> like uh, like Chris Hemsworth has like an app, like a fitness app, like a subscription fitness app that like is probably decent and probably makes like so much more profit than like, you know, something like Planet Hollywood. Like it went under because they spent so much money in the first place where Chris Hemsworth was like, Oh, I just make an app. Just make an app, don't you? Won't you? He's, In it. he's Australian? He's Australian. He's Australian as a day is long, All mate. Australian. Um, <laughs> he's, he's as Australian as Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, they, uh, yeah, legitimate celebrities just invest in like real companies or uh, they, they have alcohol companies yeah right? yeah or like uh like chris evans has some dumb like political web where it's like hey why don't we all meet in the middle <laughs> type uh, thing yeah. where it's um, like oh look pal you're not actually captain america and now like influencers and yeah. like youtube people oh yeah have, they do it. have like pop like up mr beast and- yeah the thing was, Planet Hollywood wasn't a pop up. It was like a t- tremendous investment. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All these all these influencers are like ghost kitchens. Yeah, they're all like, oh, no money up front. I just have to like put my name on it and like have you know a couple of meetings with some, you know, uh, I don't know if they would even be considered chefs, but like. You know, the people that design a fast food menu or a quick serve menu, like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll be like, no, I no, I don't like bacon. I like sausage. Okay, that's on the menu. <laughs> like, um, you know, not like, you know, Planet Hollywood's case where they have somebody like Bruce Willis. sees in the kitchen figuring out all the different uh, recipes. Yeah, he's uh, crunching up that cap and crunch. Yeah. And then maybe he'll show up later in the night to play a few sets as Bruno. Tom, I gotta say, it's really great recording in person, <laughs> and I, 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 it's really growing to hate um, recording over Zoom. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I don't miss about recording in person mm-hmm. uh, is when you're you're you fart horrifically and then play it off. Like, I've not farted. Are you gonna blame it on the dog? No, I swear to God, I didn't fart. Oh, I've been trying not to vomit. For are you the last, serious? Yeah. What are you smelling then? I, I, I am being honest with you. I did not fart, okay. and I don't smell anything either. Uh, it's gone now. Maybe you're dying. While you were talking about Chris Evans, I don't think I'm dying. Uh, Tim, I wouldn't have fart while I'm talking about Chris <laughs> Evans. Come on, have some respect. Tom, I read a book this week. I read the first third of a book. Wow. Ooh, la di da. Tim, you also you keep reading books. And then being like, we're going to talk about this for one week, and then Tom's going to have to read a big old tome. What do you mean? I'm just I'm just going through the books But I'm saying quicker. you read a third of a book, not a quarter of a book. Yeah, I know. So, like, it's I read more than you read on no, a, I don't a, think a you specific did. week. Because this is probably a short book. How many pages is in this book? I don't know. I got the... Uh... Kimball version? I got the Apple Books version oh. because I don't use Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was too embarrassed to go to a bookstore and buy this book. <laughs> so I got uh, the iBook. Is it still called the iBook? 
Uh, no, I think now it's just Apple Books. Apple Books. Yeah, everything's everything's Apple. This Apple that. No more i, except for iMac, iPad, an iPad, iPhone, and the iPhone. <laughs> uh, Rhonda Byrne. She's an Aussie, Tom, just like Chris Evans. No, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Chris Evans is Captain America himself, Tim. Yeah, that's He's why I was fixing so politics. Oh, okay. Chris Hemsworth is Australian. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so was Liam Hemsworth. Yes, he's also Australian. There, Brothers. Yeah, there's another one, too. Oscar. At least one more. Oscar? No, I don't think that's his name. Bill? Maybe? I don't know. He's in uh, Westworld. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, this book, Tom, guess who it's dedicated to? Me. Yeah, dedicated to you. <laughs> May the secret bring you love and joy for your entire existence. Th- that is my intention for you and for the world. Wow, that's that very sweet. So this is a controversial book, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came out of uh, uh, Ms. Byrne, Rhonda mm-hmm. Byrne, mm-hmm. Um, came out with a movie. She was like in TV production and stuff. Yeah, I've I've never been real clear on like, I remember this being a big thing and not really understanding where it came from and how there was like a movie, but it wasn't like a movie you'd want to (laughs) watch. Yeah. Like it wasn't a documentary, but it wasn't a fiction movie either. Yeah. It was like a, like an infomercial. It seemed like, but, but it's, but it was an infomercial for nothing you could buy. Right. And it was like, but this is like, uh, yeah, it just seemed like I, I remember at the time not thinking about it very much, but like hearing about it a little bit and, and being like, wait, I don't understand. This is, I don't understand what this is. Right. So Rhonda Byrne, Mm -hmm. she was having a rough time in 2004. Hey, who wasn't? She lost one of her parents. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like <laughs> she was having a, a, a rough time in her relationships and work life. Ah, uh, say no more. And her daughter was like, "I'm going to give you this old tome." She called it. Wow. And guess what? It was, it was the Dead Sea Scrolls. No, she didn't even say what it was. No. Oh. She was just like, well, yeah. I, she has I, a lot of people just a, going and buying that old a tome. Glimpse of the great secret, exactly. And Tom. I don't know how long this great tome was, but I read three <laughs> chapters of this thing, <laughs> and it's the same shit over and over again. But like, also, I think there is a thing. Uh, look, I have a shocking revelation to make at mm-hmm. the end of, of this episode, <laughs> wow. and do not do not forget to remind me to make this <laughs> to, to reveal my shocking revelation. Okay, I'll try. Um. I think there is something to the fact that, like, um, like there's this book. Uh, I think his name is Alan Carr. Yeah. Oh, um, the the stop smoking. Yeah. And he also did like a stop drinking book. Yeah. And it's just something that like he kind of beats you over the head with, yeah. with the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. But like it kind of, I think, breaks your brain down a little bit. Yeah. So like, and then by the end. Like his advice, spoiler alert for these books. If we ever do them on books, books the podcast. It's just like, and how do you quit this stuff? Just, well, just stop. Yeah. And like you're ready for it now because 
I've bombarded you with this. Right. And like, and like took taken away like your excuses, right? Like, yeah. I like I've I've argued against this and yeah, like you know you want to do this, just fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, and it's so redundant yeah. the whole book. And you're like, I get it, I get it, I get it. But if you just go through it, like it's just that kind of like rote thing. I think about that, like I've been on and off listening to the audiobook of that book, uh, Atomic Habits. What's that? It's about like building good habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and- building an atomic bomb. <laughs> You've moved on from printing 3D guns. I never even showed you the gun I printed. I'll show it to you later. Okay, cool. It's just a. I'll edit that part out. <laughs> it's not a real gun, it's not even a whole gun. Anyway, um, the. Yeah, atomic habits. Uh, it's good, but a lot of it is just like. Uh, hey, you want to build good habits? Start, start doing that. Like, and then like, here's, you know, 20 examples of like how habits work. And like, you know, here, here's a bunch of case studies in here, but like, you know, there's not a big secret in the book. It's basically like, Hey, if you want to, everybody understands what a habit is and everybody understands, you know, basically how you, you know, once you do something, you know, X amount of days or whatever, it's a habit and mm-hmm. you're going to keep doing it. You got to just like, you know, muscle through that three weeks or whatever. Right. Um, but like I was thinking about, you know, there there's multiple different like apps and services now of like we break down like, you know, business books or self-help books so you can like consume them in three minutes and it's like, yeah, none of these have like big secrets in them. Yeah, of like it's tricking, it's it's figuring, it's like giving you the power to trick your own brain into yeah. doing that hard work to build that habit, right? Right, and like in this book, I I liked in the beginning of it, he explains that he's like, I didn't come up with any of this stuff. <laughs> like I read. And studied, you know, a uh, hundred different things, and a lot of them say the same thing. And I'm distilling that into like what's worked for me and what's worked for a lot of other people in like a relatable way. Uh, because I think there is this like weird idea of like, you know, all these books, it's like, nah, just whittle them down to the core idea and tell me that, and I'll be like, cool, I'll implement that in my life from now on. <laughs> Right. And no, you won't. Um, I feel like I've we this we've given the impression that uh, I or we have a positive impression of this book, The Secret. <laughs> this this book is bullshit. It's <laughs> abhorrent. Um, nobody should buy this. If you bought it to read along, I'm sorry. Um, email Tom directly at tom at tomreynolds.com. He'll reimburse you from his own personal accounts. Yeah, right. Um, but uh. Uh yeah, uh the, the people, mm-hmm. Tom, some patrons were just like, look, uh, I've had experience with this book. People gave it to me when I was going through tough times, yeah. and like one of the premises of this book is like, yeah, whatever you're going through is your fault. <laughs> like if you're going through a bad time, you uh you caused that to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this book is bullshit. The universe is punishing you. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she got this book from her daughter. She's mm-hmm. going through a, a tough time. Look, 
the greatest people in history know mm-hmm. the secret. Plato, Shakespeare, Newton, Hugo, Beethoven, Lincoln, Emerson, Edison, Einstein. Who's Hugo? Victor Hugo. Ah, uh, Chavez. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, this is like the same list of people. Do you remember when we read A, A Wrinkle in Time? And they were like... <laughs> Where all the good people are fighting against evil, and they were just like Beethoven, Hugo, (laughs) like Shakespeare, Einstein, Einstein, it's like, and Jesus. There's a lot of there's. This is very smart, Tom. This book, because they like tie it into like Christianity. Mm. They tie it into like patriotism. Like they have quotes from like. Martin Luther King and mm-hmm. like the Bible and stuff. And so it's they like, hit all the like popular. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Are you going to argue with Jesus and Martin Luther King? And this is, I really feel like <laughs> they endorse this book directly. I feel like Rhonda Byrne, uh, like, even though she's Aussie, like, really understood the American market. Here. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear that this is an Australian. I mean, Australia has like just such a weird relationship with America that I feel like isn't talked about very often. Like I think about how it's so weird that like so much so many Hollywood actors are Australian. Like that's such a weird thing. Nicole that Kidman. Yeah. Mel Gibson, your favorite guy. <laughs> you don't like his movies so much as you like his views, you say? Exactly. Um, the Hemsworth boys. The Hemsworth boys. Yeah. That's it. Yahoo no, Serious. Yahoo Serious. Paul uh, Hogan. Uh, Paul Hogan, of course. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Huge Ackman? Huge actor man. Uh, I don't know. There's like a million of them. Yeah. And also, like, you watch like random movies or TV shows and you watch the behind the scenes, and somebody who you thought was American is like, Oi, so I took my crocodile down yeah. and I said, I'll do the movie. Um, I don't know. It's just very weird. Like he said that to his crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The crocodile is his agent in this uh, uh, particular yeah. instance. Crocodiles just, have normal lives like humans in, in <laughs> Australia. Exactly. <laughs> they have jobs. They wear suits and ties. No, they just, talk on the phone. I, I, don't know how many people live in Australia, but I've always been under the impression that it's like, I don't know, under 10,000 people live there. Yeah, I think so. So it just seems like a very uh, large contingent come to America to be actors. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they all make it. It seems like it. I mean, there's more uh, 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 America or more like uh Australian actors and Canadian actors, I think, that are famous, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a handful, but like, nah, that's not true. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian, yeah, and uh, everybody from uh, like SCTV, yeah, and Alas Morissette, yeah. So, there's more. You said there were more Australians than Canadians, I think so. I think there are more like John Candy, big. Martin Short, uh, no, Catherine uh, O'Hara, look, I'm not Eugene ta- Levy, I'm not talking Dan to- Levy. <laughs> I'm talking about A-listers. You're saying Martin Short is not an A-lister? <laughs> not anymore. 
but he was freaking the Yahoo Serious is. No, I'm not saying Yahoo Serious is either, but I'm saying Chris Hemsworth is. Yeah, there's one guy. There's well, two Hemsworth but, brothers. Yeah, both of them. Hugh Jackman. Three. You. You, your views are always so skewed because all you watch are superhero <laughs> movies. I'm just saying it seems proportionately that there's a lot of famous Australians. Yeah, okay. It's a weird country. I've never been there. I'd love to go there. Well, uh, and I'm not saying it's bad at all. I think it's neat that they've uh, managed to... Uh, infiltrate America in the way they have. Tom, I'm going to reveal the secret right now. And and I think it is, honestly, sorry to interrupt, but I think it is like that they have a it's weird... It's going to reveal the whole fucking secret. <laughs> I think it is that they have like a weird outside view of America, that a lot of them are sitting in Australia and they watch like TVs and movies from America and they're like, all right, I say, oh, oh, all right, I'll got my in. And then they, they're like, uh, book a flight, uh, Sheila. That's a lot of Sheila's over there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the wife books a flight and they go over and they're like, what I'd like to be Thor or Wolverine. And they're like, all right, you're in. So this book has uh, a lot of quotes from a bunch of people throughout mm-hmm. the, the whole. Uh... What kind of people? Uh, all right. This one guy, John Asaroff, mm-hmm. a former street kid, but now <laughs> he's an international best-selling author, lecturer, and business advisor. Oh, uh, this guy, Michael Bernard Beckwith. <laughs> well, uh, he sounds like he's royalty. A non-aligned trans-religious progressive. What the heck? He founded does that mean? the Agape International Spiritual Cent- Center. Uh, whose membership numbers uh, 10,000 locally and hundreds of thousands of friends and affiliates worldwide. So about how many people live in Australia? Yeah. Genevieve Berend, one of the (laughs) early teachers of spiritual metaphysics. What? Like I... Lee Brower. The the program that I I write in, Scrivener, has a a name generator, and I feel like I recognize a lot of these names. Yeah. Just a random name generator. Dr. John F. Demartini, (laughs) DCBSC. Once told he was learning disabled, John Demartini is now a doctor, philosopher, author, and international speaker. For many years, he had a successful chiropractic clinic. Can I say this? I mean, maybe I've, I mean, I have lived. uh, There's a life adventurer named Mike Dooley. (laughs) I have lived a privileged life, but I feel like I see all the time uh, people that say things where they're like, uh, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, the doctor said like, you're dumb as shit and you'll never amount to anything. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But then I told them, no. And they're like, and you'll be dead within a week. <laughs> and I said, no, I won't. And I feel like a lot of times I'm like, you're exaggerating. I don't think anyone ever said something that mean to yeah, you. Yeah, most cruel. people are exaggerating. Yeah. Like, I mean, I saw something. Uh, who was it? I don't know. Something recent. Oh, it was. Uh, I watched this thing about the the shithead that created uh, Minecraft. And like he said that like when he was a kid, there's a guy who's I think he's 
around our age, maybe a little older. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I think around our age. A little older than you, so like 60, <laughs> 63. Um, but he said that like, uh, I mean, he might even be younger. He doesn't look great. So he's like one of those people where it's hard to tell uh, how old he is. Um, Isn't he like Nordic? Yeah, something like that. And he like doesn't that. look great? No. I mean. That's that's tough. Well, he's a, a, he's a computer guy, but also. Uh, the computer guys look good too, Tom. That's true, yeah. Uh, but also like there's a guy that, uh, you know, just got like a ton of money and like doesn't know what to do with that. Right. Uh, and it, it just seems like incredibly isolated as a result of that, but also as a result of, you know, it seems like he's an asshole, but, um, he was like, you know, I remember telling like, you know, a, a guidance counselor in school, like when I'm, gr- when I grow up, I want to make video games. And they were like, ha ha ha. No, you won't. It's like, I don't know. That's not a crazy thing. <laughs> Like also, I, also, like, I don't think guidance counselors say, ha, 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 no, you won't. Exactly. I think they'd be like, well, maybe we can uh, channel that into something that is a little bit more stable. Well, but even that, it's like, you know, this guy's around our age. And I remember, like, when I was in high school being like, oh, I'm going to be a sociology major. And, like, my computer teacher having a meeting with my parents and telling them like convince your son to go into computer science there's so much more money to be made in this like and there is right now let alone what there will be in 20 years and i was like yeah whatever it's a you fucked up hey what's recording our podcast right now tim yeah i know the thing that you don't know how to build (laughs) I know how to build one. I just don't know how to program one. Uh, Tom, mm-hmm. can I tell you the great secret yeah, of yeah, life? Tell Jesus me Christ. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's the law of attraction. Hubba hubba. The law of attraction says like attracts like. So when you think a thought, you are also attracting the thoughts to you. That's not how magnets work, though. What do you mean? Because it's like opposite polarities. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thoughts are magnetic and thoughts have a frequency. Well, that's confusing. (laughs) As you think thoughts, they are sent out into the universe and they are magnetically and they magnetically attract all like things that are the same frequency. Everything sent out returns to the source, you. So literally everything that happens to you is a result of your thoughts going out there so if they're positive good things have happened to you Mm -hmm. if bad things have happened to you it's because of your negative thoughts and that's where people take some issue with this (laughs) book i don't understand that tim because that's a great way to uh not feel bad about anyone who is doing not as well as you are because it's their fault you don't you don't have to worry about like charity or helping people. Your systemic issues or <laughs> No, yeah, it's, it's their like, fault. Yeah. They attract If somebody ne- if somebody yeah, if somebody, you know, was born into a uh, a way less fortunate situation than you, that's nothing they do with it. Yeah. Uh your thoughts become things, Tom. Hmm. So like if you you know Whatever you're thinking actually comes back in physical form to you. Uh, I'm not seeing Pamela Anderson walk through the door right Pamela now. Pamela Anderson Lee, 
Uh, it's it's a little up in the air. Tim, she timing. went she went back to her maiden name. Uh, your current thoughts are creating your future life. What you think about the most, uh, or focus on the most, will appear as your life. See, then why isn't like every you know like straight fourteen year old boy <laughs> in America having uh, I don't even know who. Who the who the boys like nowadays, but you know, some hot Vendela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they all obsessed with Vendela. You remember Vendela? I, I do remember Vendela. I I always remember as a teenager, like not knowing the names of like supermodels and always feeling like I feel like society thinks like I should know like all the like Sports Illustrated swimsuit models names and like yeah. I don't I don't really care about that. Yeah. And like, you know, the different models of Ferraris and stuff. Yeah. Well, Tom, uh, looks like you're not. Uh... Well, that's why I don't have a supermodel or a Ferrari right now, I guess. Tom, and this doesn't really get into the the mechanics yet. Tim, I know 14-year-old boys nowadays are into Elvira. <laughs> I love Elvira. She's so she's sexy and spooky at the same time, Tom. Which is what I mean, what more could a 14-year-old boy ask for than to be scared and turned on? Uh, I mean, I was scared and turned on a lot at uh, 14. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's very scary. It's uh, yeah, it's scary when when uh, things start changing below the belt. Tom, uh, look, the thing is this. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize everything that I've read, and then we're gonna discuss it. All right. So this the second chapter. Is uh I don't know. Oh, that was only the first chapter. They give it away in the first. They chapter? give it away in the first fucking like paragraph. Time. Wow. And then they just say they the same in... things over and over again. And all those people, mm-hmm. there's like twenty different people. Yeah. That that are like, oh, the Institute for Thoughtful Reinforcement <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But okay, uh, uh, they have quotes, and then the and then uh, Rhonda expounds on those quotes, and then there'll be like a Winston Churchill quote. <laughs> and it's just like a bunch of quotes about how like like often taken out of context about how like if you think good thoughts, good things will happen to yeah. you, right? All good things are your birthright, Rhonda writes. The law of attraction is the is a law of nature. It's like gravity, Tom. Okay, you You're can't argue with that. Fight gravity. Yeah. Nothing can come into your experience unless you summon it through uh, persistent thoughts. Mm-hmm. So again, bad things happened. Maybe you shouldn't have had such a bad things attitude. happen to bad people. Negative thinking people. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like sociology. I mean, sociology, Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Um, to know what you're thinking, ask yourself how you are feeling. Mm-hmm. Emotions are valuable tools that instantly tell us what we are thinking. And part of this is just kind of like, like I know what you're thinking here. Like I gotta control all my thoughts. This is that's impossible. Yeah. And they cite a thing like uh, humans have sixty thousand thoughts a day, and like that nobody you can't count the number yeah, of thoughts anybody yeah. has. Your thoughts determine. Oh, it's impossible to feel bad, and at the same time have good thoughts. Hmm. This kind of sounds like 
when they tell depressed people, we'll just be happy. Yeah. And then you'll be happy. Right. Your thoughts determine your frequency and your feelings tell you immediately what frequency you are on. When you feel bad, you are in you are on the frequency of drawing more bad things. When you feel good, you are powerfully attracting more good things to you. So basically their advice is force yourself to always be happy and mm-hmm. think happy thoughts. Secret shifters such as pleasant memories, nature, or your favorite music can change your feelings and shift your frequency in an instant. That I think is actually a little helpful. Yeah, Where yeah. Yeah, if you're not feeling good, like go take a walk out in yeah, nature, or listen to music you like, or and, like yeah. seek comfort. Yeah. The feeling of love is the highest frequent frequency you can admit. The greater the love you feel and admit, the greater the power you are harnessing. So Tom, this is this is gonna be tough for you to do. Well, I was just thinking anything. about how throughout history, uh some of the world's most powerful men. Uh, we're also the world's greatest lovers. Hmm. Name a few. JFK. Blown away. What else? <laughs> uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Uh, Fidel Castro. <laughs> he wasn't one of the most powerful men. He was pretty. Actually, he was very. I powerful. didn't know this right wing talking point that um, what's his name? Justin Trudeau mm-hmm. is actually uh. Fidel Castro's son. <laughs> He's like a famous Canadian politician's son. I know. Who? And guess what? That famous Canadian politician, Pierre Trudeau, and his uh, wife yeah. were friends with Fidel Castro. Oh, uh, so of course they wife swapped. I mean, she cheated on him with... Um... Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> no, some famous actor, though. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, look, there's this crazy Martin I don't Short. Want... Martin Short. Like Aladdin's genie, the law of attraction grants our every command. Mm-hmm. The creative process helps you create what you want in three simple steps. All right. Here's what you have to do. Okay. First, you ask. You ask the universe for what you want. It's your opportunity to get clear about what you want. As you get clear in your mind, you have asked. So, like, going clear, I guess. after asking you have to believe believe involves acting speaking and thinking as though you have already received what you've asked for when you emit the frequency of having received it the law of attraction moves people events and circumstances for you to receive so basically they're just like you say you want something act like you fucking have it already they say like look if you're trying to lose weight Mm -hmm. you're you're you ask for like your perfect body and you picture your perfect body. And then you start buying pants for that. Exactly. They're like, don't buy clothes in your size. Mm-hmm. Buy clothes as if you've lost that weight already. Probably. I don't know. I would maybe do that cautiously. <laughs> Receiving involves feeling the way you will feel once your desire is manifested. Feeling good now puts you in into the frequency of what you want. Um, so they they talk about um losing weight. Mm. See, I've always, you know I've heard a lot of the opposite of like uh, people say like uh, you know especially for for things like uh, creative endeavors like don't talk about them too much because then if people are like wow that sounds like really cool 
then you're getting that like feedback you crave and you're getting the like satisfaction which then makes you like not as motivated to actually like follow through and do the thing. Right. Whereas if you're like, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, recording this new album and get this. Every song is about uh, Iceland. And somebody's like, that sounds really cool. And you're like, all right. Now I'm not going to do it because I think that I think that's highly dependent on the person. Right. Yeah. Because like some people, especially if you've done that a few times and then you're just like, but like, I think that could actually be motivating to people. It's the same way where it's like, if you have a goal, tell other people yeah. and they'll, they'll hold yeah, you accountable. It's but personality I think there based. is a very like, uh, there's a type of person where it's just like, well, I'll always renege on this. And I don't, I, I no longer feel the social pressure to actually deliver on this. Right. But then there are certain people who are like, I said it, I'll feel like an asshole if I don't do right. it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no one size fits all, except with the secret, Tom, the law of attraction. <laughs> food is not responsible for putting on weight, Tom. It is your thought that food is responsible for putting what? on weight that actually has food put on weight. So I could just eat anything, and as long as I don't think you'll make me fat, it won't? Essentially, yes. Well, I just want to point out, Tim, right now, I do have to fart, and I'm not going to. Thank you. I've manifested that. Um, so you start with something small, like try to manifest a cup of coffee or parking spaces. It's an easy way to experience the law of attraction in action. It didn't happen. Um, so anyway, Tom, can I say my bombshell here? Yeah, yes. I'm glad you will because I completely forgot to remind you about it. For all the bullshit in that I've read. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Did it work? I think the secret is good. <laughs> good. Is good at its core. Because what they're saying, and it's wrapped up in a bunch of like, if you get rid of all the fucking, um, uh, like, oh, if you brought everything on yourself. No. And I mean, like, and they're, 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 um, positioning it as a, a literally magical yeah like cure-all. a mystical it's just a it's it's the power of positive thinking right and, and like i think there's something to like what they're what they're saying is define specifically what yeah. you want mm-hmm. and think about that and then they're like now i'm gonna go back tom this is mm-hmm. gonna be like the usual suspects when they say like <laughs> Uh, like, oh, I know, you know what you're thinking. You, you do remind me a lot of Kevin Spacey, so. Gabriel Byrne. Was he in that movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I never liked him either. Um, <laughs> well, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's. <laughs> I bet he'll be outed at some point well, as, con- as some kind of I don't, sex pest, right? Uh, not to. I don't. Look, Tim, we don't have like liability insurance. I don't know why you're saying this stuff. Well, stop saying it like Kevin <laughs> All right. So they're like, oh, well, you got to <laughs> you gotta, uh, control your thinking. And they're like, no, here's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Meditate mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, so basically what they're saying wrapped up in this like 
picture mansions and sports cars. And if you got a terminal illness, that's your fault. But they're also saying, like, define what you want. Yeah. Think about it. Meditate. Focus on this. And uh, try to hold yourself accountable Mm -hmm. by, like, uh, you know, like, keep yourself motivated to do it by, like, thinking about how you'll feel when you have it. Yeah. And, like... This is all positive stuff that they wrap up in toxic bullshit to like appeal to the Karens of the world where it's just like you're entitled to this stuff. Yeah. And it should be like grotesque McMansions and BMWs <laughs> um, and like servants and shit. Yeah. But um, really, it's just like, hey, like kind of kind of clarify your goals here. And like the more you think about them, the more that like your your actions your everyday actions will be focused towards getting them yeah i definitely think there's something to uh having clear goals in life and and keeping them in mind because i mean the thing everybody says is like you know life goes by so fast mm. and i i think there is like a good thing to having like a, you know a 6 month plan 1 year 5 years 10 years uh, to kind of keep that stuff mm-hmm. in uh, perspective. Um, and I do think that there is like a lot to be said about uh, controlling your thoughts and controlling like you can't control every thought. You can't control every emotion, every feeling. But I think it is empowering to to understand like, you know, ultimately you're in charge of of you. Uh, yeah. And if and if you're in a situation that that you don't like and isn't good like you, nobody's going to get that out of nobody's going to get you out of it uh, nobody's going to fight harder to get you out of it yeah. than you are yeah and they do say like look when you want something don't even think about how you're going to get it you never have to worry about how you get it you just yeah, have to well. think about it all the time <laughs> but like i think that again this is all just um written to trick morons right because it's the yeah. same thing as in the motivation book that you're yeah. uh, reading where it's mm-hmm. like uh oh to create a habit you just need to muscle through and actually yeah. do it they're just saying like if you're thinking constantly about this don't worry about how but like if you become obsessed with this thought <laughs> You'll figure out how because, like, you'll, you'll, yeah, like, which isn't it, necessarily untrue. It's probably a little unhealthy because they're just yeah. like, let it consume you. Right. Let it yeah, be that's not all good. you think about. And it's like, yeah, or you could just be like, let me think about this logically. I'll define what this is and think about a way to get it rather yeah. than just be like, I'll become so obsessed with it that, like, I will have to figure it out. Otherwise, I'll fucking kill myself. Yeah. there. I think there's definitely a, a difference that they're missing between like, you know, if you want to get a promotion at work and becoming like obsessed with that, like, okay, you're going to work yeah. harder. You're going to figure out versus like, I want to marry Vendela yeah. and I don't have to Good figure luck, out though. how. What I want to know, I wonder if this this book will answer. What if there's like, what if I'm like, I'm I'm obsessed with Tom falling <laughs> down the stairs, <laughs> and you're all obsessed with not, not falling, falling down, down the, the stairs. stairs, right? How, how does the universe reconcile that? I mean, is do, it just who is the more magnetic personality? I mean, do they 
do they uh tackle the idea of like what if you're just focused on like a negative thought for somebody else i don't know like what if you're just like ooh, i want that that nursing home to catch on fire <laughs> and that's just what you think about all the time i don't know because they're like just, Ooh, i don't know how their pivot there would be like oh that will bring fire into your life or something you can't attract things to other people you have to attract oh. things to yourself oh i see that's my understanding of it so you'll just have to burn down that nursing home well yourself, so you Tom. wouldn't be able to make me fall down the stairs but i could then. push you down the stairs but if you're thinking about not but falling tim down you the shouldn't stairs, you shouldn't be uh, thinking about how to get me to fall down the and stairs and actually you can't think about not falling down the stairs because that would be the same thing as you i fall- would attract like, falling yeah down the if stairs. you have fear yeah of something i should just concentrate on walking down the stairs exactly I see. So you have to visualize yourself all day, every day, just fucking <laughs> safely walking downstairs. Well, that sounds like a horrible existence just to avoid uh, yeah. not well, falling down like the I'm stairs. I'm going to push you down the stairs. You now, what if you were like, I want to push Tom down the stairs and not get caught? Yeah. I did think you, that's fine. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. All right. As long as I'm obsessively thinking about it. <laughs> I, I can't wait till we get could. to vision boards. I'm going to do this. I, you know what, Tom? There's uh, some secret things oh. already mm-hmm. that I'm trying this out with. Okay. I thought you were going to say there's some secret things that I read in this book from the Apple bookstore that I can't tell you because no, no, you no, don't no. have I've told it. You, I've told you everything, Tom. I've read you the, the end of chapter summaries. It's very helpful that they provide them. <laughs> Um, that's cheating. What do you mean? 1984 didn't have end of chapter summaries. Yeah, but I, I, I read the other stuff that drills yeah. it into your head. Yeah, start reading books with end of chapter summaries. I know you fucking blew it. Uh, I have to take notes while I'm reading. Tom, will you commit to doing the secret with me? Sure. Okay. So what do I have to do so far? Now you understand the basic concepts, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, I think by next week, we'll be implementing some of them. By next week, I think we'll be rich. That's the other thing. They're like, what's the time frame? Is it three hours, three days, or 30 <laughs> days? And I was like, wow. Three hours sounds good. But also like 30, even like if <laughs> I'm thinking about a Ferrari, I don't, I have no other way to get a Ferrari. Yeah, I'm thinking 30. like uh, maybe in 10 years, I'll be able to buy a Ferrari yeah. if I put my head down and just worry about making as much money as possible. And then they're just like, oh, well, Einstein uh, proved Famously didn't have a Ferrari. Time doesn't even mean anything. That's not what he proved. That's what they claim. (laughs) (laughs) I think think they need to uh, go over some of his work again. Yeah. They're like always like citing like astrophysicists say, and yeah. it's just like, oh, I, there's no bibliography. I, in Einstein the back proved, of this. Like, there's no footnotes or endnotes here. I, Einstein proved time is relative, yeah, based on how fast you're going. Yeah. Which I don't it, is this book, uh, at any point proposing trying to reach the speed of light to slow time down? <laughs> we'll see, maybe. Be a helpful thing in achieving your goals. Well, maybe that's what I'll put on my vision board. I want to be able to travel at the speed of light. I mean, how do you feel about like toxic books like this that are full of shit, but like might trick people into accidentally bettering themselves by like appealing to their worst instincts? 
I think books like this are troublesome because, yeah, for a lot of people, you know, they're they're going to read this and and take away decent things, you know, try and get their priorities in order, try and think positively about stuff. But the problem with books like this is that there's also going to be a lot of people that this is going to like become their religion. Yeah. And, and that definitely happened. Yeah. And and that I've done a little bit of research. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reveal a little bit of the uh, what happened here uh-huh. to this, because like it's uh, it wasn't a uh, it was kind of a rocky road for for Rhonda Byrne. And somebody pointed out in our Patreon con uh, comments and I forget who, but it was just like, I don't want to fucking buy this book. And also like. If this was real, why didn't Rhonda Byrne just fucking will herself a billion dollars? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, but like her argument would be like, this I want to help. No, well, and also this was the mechanism that like you don't oh, just yeah. get it. Like mm-hmm. the way that the world were like the way that it got to me was like I felt inspired to write this book and make this movie and all this money came to me that I dreamed of. I mean, that's the thing with anybody that's, you know, offering you a a way to get rich or get what you want. It's like, well, they're getting what they want through, (laughs) through offering you that if they knew like a great way to get rich, uh, they wouldn't share it probably. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys get into the controversy surrounding the author. Apparently, she started a cult and killed a few people. Oh, fun. We'll see about that. We'll see about <laughs> that, Brenton. Um, but, Tom, look, it's going to be great. Well, I'm looking forward to watching the movie that this book was based on. Well, no, you're not going to watch that, Tom. Oh, why not? Because there's a whole other movie that they made after this book. Okay. Hold on. And we're I'm going to read the last chapter of this updated version. Uh-huh. When you watch the movie because it's a movie called The Secret Dare to Dream starring Katie Holmes. Post Tom Cruise? Yeah. Okay. Based on the groundbreaking best-selling book by Rhonda Byrne. The Secret Dare to Dream oh, follows Miranda. It's a fiction Katie movie, Holmes, right? Yeah. A young widow trying to make ends meet while raising her three children and dating her boyfriend, Jerry O'Connell. Wow. Josh Lucas is in it. Is that a guy? That's a guy. That's yeah, the name I sounds heard. like a name. Yeah. I mean, certainly not a Jerry O'Connell or Tom, Katie Holmes. They filmed it in Louisiana. Wow. <laughs> That's where all the big movies are made. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm certain that wasn't just the result of some weird tax break yeah. that made the movie essentially free to make there. Tom, and uh, you've, you're you're a third of the way through your journey. Wow, I I can feel it. Yeah. I'll let you know, Tom. I'm I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll let you know if I. I'm thinking about three things specifically. Okay, and I. I timed them to be three things that I expect to like have resolved in the next uh, uh, few weeks, right? Okay. Like, like one of them's like a work thing. Like, uh-huh. uh, either this thing is going to happen or it's not going to happen at work. Uh huh. Um, 
uh, and it, like they're they're all kind of frivolous things. Okay, they we'll all see. involve uh, the death of an enemy. No, because you can't you can't <laughs> wish that kind of stuff. Because if I'm thinking death, it's gonna come to you. I'm gonna die. Yeah. Well, if you're th- just thinking about uh, like weapons, then you could maybe get. Well, I'm not if like you're you, like you're wishing for all sorts of guns. Well, what if it's well, like I want an oh, arsenal I, if the, the government I, I wish comes I had, to like, take my land. Some nunchucks. We'll None checks never killed anybody. Um, hey everybody, thanks for bearing with <laughs> us. Uh, we love you very much. Thanks for being patrons and uh, more of the secret. Uh, and sorry if you bought the book. Email Tom and he'll refund you. We'll see you next week. Bye.